With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Glory UGA podcast. I'm Tyler, and I am flying solo again today. While my regular co-host Curtis uh, is finishing up a big project at work, obviously, I'd rather have him on here to banter with, but I figured me going at it alone was better than no-shows at all while he is taking care of his business responsibilities. The plan is for him to absolutely be back next week, probably for our midweek show, so be looking forward to that, but in the meantime... You got me, for better or for worse. Uh, And before we get into the show today, I do want to remind everyone that obviously this is a free show, and we will continue to post a free show at least once every two weeks, and sometimes even once a week if there's a lot going on. Uh, But if you want access to all of our content, if you enjoy what you hear today, if you like what we bring to the table for you guys, uh, go ahead and give it a shot and subscribe to our premium content on Podbean for only $2 a month. We tried to price that as low as we could, really just to make enough to pay our production costs and all that stuff associated with producing this show. But it really does help. Uh, without having our partnership with eSport anymore, that's a company we've been working with for a couple of years. They went under, and without having that income coming in with our partnership with them on Dog Sports Radio, uh, we've basically, for a while there, we were paying production costs out of our pocket. We were operating at a, a, a pretty decent loss there for a couple of months. Uh, and we were okay with that uh, in, in the short term as we continue to try to find uh, another partner to, to hook up with. But that just never really materialized. And we definitely wanted to keep the show going. We've really built up a, a great, passionate following here. We certainly are not the biggest podcast out there by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, we're certainly operating on the periphery. We are under no illusions. We know that. But regardless, we know that you guys uh, are fantastic and we love you guys to death. And even though it might be a small following, we do have a very loyal, very passionate following. We want to do our best to continue to bring the most hardcore Georgia sports talk you can find anywhere out there. Well, we just we like to give back, and we we just like you guys. We love Georgia sports, and we just want to do our part to kind of give back to everyone out there. Uh, and so we were okay in the short term operating loss, but then it just got to a situation where it just really wasn't viable any longer. So that's why we ended up going Podbean uh, to try to just essentially cover our production costs and just make it possible for us to continue working. Uh, on this show. And so our subscribers, the people that already subscribed to us on Podbean and have supported us in that way, they're the ones keeping this show going. So thank you so much to each and every one of you guys. You know how much we appreciate you guys that have already subscribed to us on Podbean. And if again, if you enjoy the show and you want us to be able to continue uh, throughout the football season and, and hopefully well beyond, we would greatly, greatly appreciate uh, your support uh, on Podbean. It's again only $2 a month. Give it a shot. And if, it, if you don't think it's worthwhile, then it's totally cool. You get a free month. You can, you can cancel after that. But uh, we would greatly appreciate it if you give us a shot there. All you have to do is go to our, our Podbean page, which is Glory UGA Podcast, and just click on the little yellow Buy Now button. Probably the easiest way to do it is just click on our the link on our Twitter profile, the profile link there, and it will take you straight to our Podbean page. And it's really a quick, easy, seamless process. It takes about a minute or two. You don't have to already have an account. You don't have to create an account that does all that for you. It's a, it takes a minute or two. It's real quick, and we just sincerely appreciate any and all support that you guys uh, that you guys give us on a week-in and week-out basis. But uh, 
Enough of that. Let's go ahead and get into today's show. And today we're going to have some fun engaging in, let's be real, what in reality is essentially a futile effort. But that doesn't mean it's not still a fun exercise. And uh, I know not everyone is able to make it up to Sanford Stadium for each and every home game. I know that can be tough, especially if you got kids. If you live in another state or even outside the, the metro Atlanta area, I know it can be tough to get up to Athens and really pay for each and every game. So this time of year, a lot of people are trying to make plans for the fall Saturdays and trying to figure out what games they can make uh, and what games they can't make. But one factor complicating all that, a very big factor complicating all that, is the fact that outside of usually three to four games that are typically announced in the early part of the summer, usually it's at the, the SEC uh, spring meetings, I think it's down to Destin usually, where they announce those first two or three weeks. I think it was, it's usually late May. I think it was late May last year, past couple years. But outside of those first three weeks, and of course, we always know the Florida game will be at 3.30 on CBS. We don't find out game times for the other games until two weeks before they're played, and sometimes only a week when CBS exercises their six-day options. But game times are hotly anticipated for planning purposes, so uh, and just really for general interest as well. But we know a lot of people out there are trying to plan for things. And of course, there are a lot of people like me who just live and breathe for Georgia football. So just out of sheer curiosity, we just want to know when all these games are going to be played, or at least try our best to predict what time those games are going to be played. So I thought it would be fun and interesting to run through our entire 2019 schedule here today on the show and try my best to predict the game time for each game. Now, before we do that, though, It is imperative that we all understand the SEC TV contract and how game times and broadcast channels are determined. So I'm going to run through the basics real quickly, or as quickly as I can, and still makes sense. So that's going to clear up some of the potential confusion, and it will make a little, it'll help make the picks that I throw out there, the game time predictions will help those make a little bit more sense. At least I think it will. Um, So let's start at the top here. I think most of you listening to this show probably are already aware of this. CBS gets the first pick among SEC games each week, starting with week three. Uh, and this all kind of started back in the day when these when this contract was first put together and signed. Uh, C- CBS used to broadcast the U.S. Open tennis tournament those first two weeks of the college football season, which is why the contract with them starts with week three when they get that exclusive uh, first pick among SEC games each week. What that means is that ESPN has first pick rights in the first two weeks of the season. The thing is, CBS no longer has the U.S. Open. So they have been sub-licensing a game for each of the first two weeks from ESPN. Really, it's gone on for the past like three years, I think, because ESPN has exclusive rights those first two weeks. And so if CBS wants to broadcast a game those first two weeks of the college football season, they have to sub-license that from ESPN because their part of the contract doesn't pick up until week three. So la- just for example, last year in week one, uh, CBS sub-licensed the Tennessee and West Virginia game in week one, and also our game against South Carolina week two, uh, if you remember that one, which whew, if you were in that, sta- in that stadium, man, it was it was a scorcher. Uh, so I remember that one actually very fondly. It was an awesome time. Uh, then 2017, uh, they didn't have anything in week one on CBS, but week two, they sub-licensed Arkansas versus TCU. Uh, 2016, they sub-licensed uh, Texas A&M and UCLA, and then the Kentucky and Florida game uh, in Week 2. Actually, so it's been the last four years. And in 2015, CBS sub-licensed the Louisville versus Auburn game, the Chick-fil-A Classic in Week 1, and then uh, us at Vandy in Week 2. So this is something that's been going on for the past couple years, and that's how it's going to be again this year. 
Uh, CBS can also select up to two non-conference games that are being played in an SEC stadium each season, which obviously Notre Dame at Georgia would fall into that category. That could be one of the potentially one of the two conference, non-conference games that are played in SEC stadium that CBS would have the ability to select. Also, as part of their contract with the Southeastern Conference, CBS is afforded two SEC doubleheaders each season, and they really get to pick when they want to air those uh, doubleheaders. One of those two doubleheaders is a 3.30, 8pm primetime doubleheader. With that primetime doubleheader, CBS gets the first and second pick of SEC games that weekend. Uh, so last year, it was uh, LSU-Bama on at primetime, then it was us at Kentucky on at 3.30. Now, the other SEC doubleheader that they get an opportunity to produce uh, and broadcast is a noon 3.30 doubleheader. Now, in that situation, CBS does it the first pick, like they always do for that, for that 3.30 game, but for the noon game and that doubleheader, they get the fourth pick. They get the first pick, then ESPN gets to take the next two, and then CBS comes back with the fourth pick for that noon doubleheader. So uh, I think last year it was uh, Ole Miss and A&M for the noon slot, and then Bama and Mississippi State in that 3.30 slot. Uh, now, it, again, in those situations, ESPN gets the second and third choice. Last year, I believe it was uh, us and Auburn. Uh, when Auburn came here to Athens, was the ESPN's second pick, and they got Florida and South Carolina as their third pick. So that's kind of how that works with the doubleheaders. There's also a rule that no SEC team can appear on CBS more than five times in a given season. But there is a caveat there. The first two weeks, as I mentioned earlier, when CBS is sub-licensing from ESPN, those first two weeks do not count towards that five-appearance limit for a team, nor does the SEC championship game count towards that limit. Now, CBS does have the ability to apply for a waiver for a, to broadcast a team more than five times and to apply for a waiver to the SEC. And that has happened in the past, but it's very rare. It takes truly unique circumstances. And after CBS gets its pick for the SEC Game of the Week each week, ESPN essentially then has every other pick, outside, of course, of those two doubleheader weekends. Uh, now, before the advent of the SEC Network, which now broadcasts games in three windows every single week, it has a 12.30 game, a 4 o'clock game, and then a 7.30 primetime game. This used to be a much easier task. But while that network does ensure every single SEC game gets broadcast, which is great, it's fantastic, it does make it significantly more difficult to predict game times after that CBS pick and ESPN's first pick. It really used to be, at least it seemed it used to be, that ESPN would just put the second most appealing matchup on at ESPN around 7, 7.15, sometime around there, 7-ish we'll call it. Uh, it would fluctuate from time to time, but right around 7. And then the third most appealing game uh, would go on ESPN2 at around the same time. Uh, then ESPN at noon, then ESPN at 7, and on down the line. There was just a much clearer pecking order in terms of where and when the different tiered games would be broadcast. You could you at least had a fighting chance to predict when your team was going to play once season got started. Because it's really hard in the preseason because you don't know how teams are actually going to fare in the coming year. Like, you think you might have an idea, but there's always a surprise. One team will likely exceed your expectations. Why? Inevitably, there'll be a team or two that falls short of what the preseason projections were for them. So it's tough in the in the preseason. I'm going to give it my best shot. But once you get in the season, once you used to get in the season, it was a little bit easier because there was a pretty clear pecking order. But the SEC Network has blurred those lines. Now there are so many broadcast options and moving pieces that it has become very difficult to predict game times in advance outside of uh, those 
first two options. I still think like pre- predicting the CBS game that that's not too difficult. And even like that first SEC pick that's going to go on in prime time on ESPN that's usually not too difficult. Um, but outside of that, it gets pretty tough. And it's become even further complicated with the TV contracts ESPN has signed with other conferences. So you have to factor those in as well when you're trying to predict where the uh, where ESPN is going to slot the SEC games. Uh, now, when it comes to predicting game times on ESPN, it does bear mentioning that the CBS 330 window is an exclusive window. ESPN cannot broadcast an SEC game at 330. So if we aren't playing on CBS... We are likely either playing in the 12 o'clock window or at night. Uh, the only exception is the SEC Network. When when the SEC Network was created, CBS, there was some kind of a renegotiation there with CBS, and CBS waived their exclusive window to accommodate the SEC Network, which broadcast a game at 4 p.m. But the catch is, uh, this is what CBS got in return, is that, yeah, the SEC Network can broadcast a game at 4 p.m., which is what is during the time which used to be the exclusive 3.30 window that CBS had access to. But the catch is that 4 p.m. game is typically the lowest tiered game on the SEC slate in any given week, which is really why we don't play that often uh, in that 4 o'clock time slot because typically we're not in the lowest tiered game during the regular season. Our profile has just been raised a little beyond that at this point. Hopefully it'll stay there for the foreseeable future. Uh, and it's usually like that... that 4 p.m. game is on the SEC Network is usually like an SEC versus uh, uh, FCS team or SEC versus a group of five team, something like that. But rarely do you see top-level SEC teams playing that 4 p.m. SEC Network slot. So that's the basics, and it should, I hope, help you understand why I call this essentially a futile effort in May. It's very difficult. There's so many moving pieces, and it's it's also just so difficult to know, like I said, exactly how good each team is going to be. Like I'll do my best to uh, predict where teams are going to be at various points in the season, how good they're going to be. That's a part of this. I think that's part of what makes this exercise fun. Because I mean, that's just a big part of the puzzle too. Um, like, like for example, we know Alabama is going to be good. We are going to be good. How good remains to be seen, but we're going to be good. LSU and Florida should be good. But outside of that, like we don't really know. Teams like Auburn and Texas A&M, like, they could be improved this year. And maybe even South Carolina could be improved this year, but we don't know that for sure. Um, but regardless, I'm going to give it my best shot. Give it a shot here. And I, I do want to make it very clear here before I get into the picks. I will inevitably be wrong on a number of these. Maybe even most of these. Probably even most of these. But I'll also probably get a few right, too. At least I'm hoping that I'll get a fair number of the CBS games, the first pick of the week, and also the that ESPN pick. Hopefully I'll get my fair share of those right. Um, so, But regardless, take it all with a grain of salt. Please, take it with a grain of salt. I'm not guaranteeing anything here. Uh, it's all good fun. But I'm also going to give you guys a confidence level for each pick as well to kind of give you an idea of how confident I am in the, my predictions for each week. So with all that out of the way now, hopefully you have a little bit better understanding of how the SEC TV contracts work. And uh, let's go ahead and get into it, starting with week one. Now, the inventory of big-time games in week one really across the country isn't as great as it has been the past few seasons, especially with the Florida and Miami game being moved to week zero. Uh, The easiest prediction for me in week one is that the Auburn versus Oregon game in uh, Arlington and Jerry World is going to be the 
probably, my prediction right now, is going to be the 8 o'clock ABC primetime game with Kirk and Chris Fowler calling that game. I think that's going to be the premier game of week one. I think it's going to be a really good game, actually. I, I think Auburn has a chance to be pretty good if they can get the quarterback situation figured out. If they get good, solid play there. I think there's a fair shot that might be better at that position. Maybe not like from a talent perspective, but from a fit perspective with what Gus Malzahn wants to run with his offense now that he's taken play calling duties back. I think they could be pretty good this year in Oregon. Uh, that's a team that I think some people might be sleeping on. you got Justin Herbert coming back. They have built this team up pretty well there with Mario Cristobal. Obviously, he's got some SEC experience working with Alabama for a while. He knows what it takes, and he's still in the early stages of building that program. But I think they're going to give Auburn a run for their money in the game. So that's a very intriguing interconference matchup there. I'm predicting that's going to be the 8 o'clock ABC primetime game in Week 1. Uh, after that, though, for me, it's a little less clear. I'm going to go with Bama and Duke as the second most in-demand, most attractive game from a TV executive perspective in Week 1. It's certainly not the most competitive game, obviously, but it's still probably the game that's going to get the most eyes on it because of the brand that Alabama is. And and that's what TV executives care about, guys. I know, like, from a fan perspective, we look at it, as, look at it from, at least I, I'm speaking for myself, I don't want to speak for anyone else, but from my fan perspective, when I look at, like, what games should be on when I look at it from the perspective of what is the most interesting game? Like what is going to be the most competitive game? That's what I'm looking at, but that's not necessarily how TV executives look at it. They look at it from like an advertising dollar perspective. So what they want is the most eyes they can get on a game in prime time so they can charge uh, all their advertisers more money for those advertising spots. So with that in mind, I am predicting Alabama versus Duke in the Chick-fil-A Classic to be the 7 or 7.30 game on ESPN in Week 1. Again, I know that's not a super attractive game for a casual fan, but for TV execs, when Bama's in the game, there's going to be eyeballs on that channel. It's also possible that that game could be a 3.30 game on ABC leading into the Auburn versus Oregon game. Like, like for example, Auburn versus Washington in Atlanta last year was a 3.30 game leading into that primetime game at 8 o'clock. Um, and, and if you question why I have an uninspiring game like Bama, if you're still questioning why I have a game like that, Bama versus Duke, as the second most attractive game for ESPN, I would just point to last year when ESPN slash ABC put Bama uh, in their matchup against a very overmatched opponent in Louisville. We all knew Louisville was going to be very, very overmatched that game without Lamar Jackson. They put that game, though, Bama and Louisville, on ABC primetime in their number one slot, which to me was crazy because I thought Auburn versus Washington was clearly the most interesting, most intriguing, probably the most competitive game, at least from a preseason perspective, in week one. But that's not what ESPN cared about. That's not what they cared about. They wanted the big kahuna. They wanted Bama on there because Bama brings the cachet. Auburn, Washington, eh, you know, I mean, Auburn's a good, solid program, but they don't have the Bama brand right now. So that's why I'm saying I still think that Alabama and Duke, regardless of what we think of it as fans, will probably be on in primetime somewhere on the ESPN family of networks. Uh, now, after that, I'm going to go with South Carolina and North Carolina and Charlotte in the 3.30 ESPN slot. Remember, CBS is not contracted to show a game in week one, so that 3.30 window is open to ESPN in the first two weeks. So I'm going to go there uh, for that 3.30 slot on ESPN, and then I'm going to go Florida State and Boise State and Jacksonville at 7 on ESPN2. Total just speculation there, but I mean, I'm trying to make some educated guesses here based on what I've seen in the past, and I pay attention to this stuff very closely. A game time is something I'm always very, very interested in even throughout the season. So what that means is it leaves us at Vanderbilt. Right now, I'm predicting that game to be the game that CBS sub-licensed from ESPN to broadcast at 3.30 on their network. I have a pretty high confidence level in this one. It's certainly not a done deal. I'm not trying to say it is, but I feel pretty confident that's what's going to happen here. Now, I will say, just a little caveat here, 
with the general dearth of interesting matchups in week one this year compared to the past couple of years, ESPN might, there's a chance they might opt to just not sub-license a game to CBS uh, in week one, at least not a game featuring a team likely ranked in the top three, like us, uh, to open the season. Uh, in the ESPN, like they're a company, like any company, its primary motivation is making money. So I imagine they will weigh the amount they could sublicense our game for versus the ad money they can make by broadcasting it on their network. I'm sure they've crunched those numbers or in the process of crunching those numbers, and that's what's going to make that decision. But I'm going to go with recent history and say that the CBS that CBS will sublicense at least one game in week one. They might have to pay a premium for it. Maybe. We'll see. But I am predicting they're going to sublicense at least one game uh, in week one. I'm predicting that game to be our matchup with Vanderbilt. Uh, and I'm going to go with a six on the confidence meter on this one, a scale of one to ten. One being I have just making a complete and utter guess and ten being like, stone cold lock take it to the bank so i'm gonna go with a six on that, a little bit more than average there uh now the other option if it's not a 330 cbs sub license game the other option would be seven ish on espn or espn2 so i'm gonna go 330 or seven when i'm gonna lean towards 330 being the more likely option in week one against Vanderbilt, which i'll love it'll be hot but uh you never want to play at night on the road at least i never want to play at night on the road i think it's the home team a little bit of an advantage there that's why we all like having home games or at least a lot of people like having home games here in athens not everyone but a lot of people do um but i would be happy with a 330 game also allow me to get back to the bars and watch some of the 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 bigger games later that night uh, but let's go ahead and move to week two here now um there's some decent games in week two actually there are a couple really big time games but there's also a bunch of like, oh my God, this is terrible games. Um, and this week is another tough one with so many games against FCS opponents. In those cases, really, with, with, when you have a lot of games like this in one particular week where you got SEC teams against FCS opponents, in those cases, it usually just comes down to how prominent and relevant the SEC team is in terms of predicting where their game will land. This week, I am projecting our game against Murray State to be the 1230 SEC Network game. And I'm going to do so with a confidence meter at a 7. I feel pretty confident saying it's going to be noon, 12.30, right around there. I feel like this is going to be an SEC Network game. Uh, and, it, like, and let me kind of explain why I think that. I think the easiest pick this week is that Texas A&M and Clemson will be the 8 p.m. ABC primetime game. I think that's pretty clear. If you look at the schedule for the entire college football landscape, A&M at Clemson is probably the biggest game of that, of that week, too. And I think that's clearly going to be the 8 p.m. ABC game with Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreit. I'm then going to go with another pretty big game here, LSU at Texas, as the next biggest game involving an SEC team. And I've got ESPN with their first pick right after CBS, broadcasting that one between 7 to 7.30 on ESPN. Uh, and I'm giving A&M and Clemson the nod here over uh, LSU and Texas because Clemson is the most currently relevant name of those four teams and will likely be ranked number one in week two. So for me... I think it's pretty clear, just like Bama's a big brand, Clemson's a huge brand right now, and ABC, ESPN is when I get their hands on that, put it on ESPN, or ABC primetime, feel pretty, really confident there. I've then got CBS sub-licensing the BYU at Tennessee game, which is an interesting matchup that typically just doesn't happen. I could also see that game as, an, as a game ESPN is willing to sell uh, to CBS for the right price. So I think CBS is going to uh, broadcast that game right now. Again, that's kind of just complete speculation on my part, but I can see that happening. Then I've got West Virginia at Missouri at 7 on ESPN2. I considered Arkansas at Ole Miss in that slot, but Arkansas was a train wreck last year, and they figured to be again this year. Maybe a little bit better, but not much. And that just fits better as the 730 SEC Network game of the week since it's an actual conference game. I've then got Southern Miss at Mississippi State in the 4 p.m. SEC Network slot, typically again reserved for lesser games. And 
Look, I know that Southern Miss is a group of five team, not an FCS team, but look, man, Mississippi State just they just don't move the needle. Whereas we do right now. Uh, even though we're against we're playing Murray State in that week, I, I still think Georgia versus Murray State is a more attractive game to a network than Mississippi State and Southern Miss. Uh, again, maybe not as competitive. Probably not as competitive. Hopefully not as competitive. But we are the brand, and I think we'll get that 12:30 SEC Network slot uh, over the other three SEC teams with FCS opponents. Again, I just think our brand is just more relevant than Florida and Kentucky and South Carolina right now. So that's why I'm going with us at 12:30 on SEC Network in Week Two. It'll be hot as hell. There's no doubt if that ends up happening. But uh, we've all been there, and we'll we'll be there many more. Hopefully, knock on wood, many more times in the future. Uh, then we're gonna go here to Week Three. Now this is where CBS steps in with the first pick of conference games. They have that all the way through the rest of the regular season. Now, this is another tough week to predict four months in advance as there are just so many trash games. Still some of those kind of crap baby seal club and non-conference games. And there's really only three games with any sort of intrigue this week. Uh, you got Bam at South Carolina, which I think is the obvious choice for CBS at 330 uh, in week three. Then you got Florida, Kentucky. is another one I feel confident saying is going to be on at night. On either ESPN or ESPN2, one of those there. It's hard to predict nowadays with all the, the contracts ESPN has with all the other different uh, conferences, whether it's ABC, Big 12, whatever. Uh, but uh, I feel like that game's going to be on night on at night, either ESPN or ESPN2. And then you got Kansas State and Mississippi State. It's another Power 5 versus Power 5 game in Week 3, which will probably be on at night, either on ESPN2 or maybe ESPNU, just because there aren't a ton of great games Week 3. Now, but... Outside of those three games, it's really just anyone's guess. It is just a straight-up toss-up. The rest of the games, in my opinion, are equal opportunity offenders of my football sensibilities. There are seven more games involving SEC teams in Week 3, and five of them are against FCS opponents. The other two are a group of five opponents. you got Colorado State heading to Fayetteville, Arkansas, and you got Kent State heading to the Plains to take on the Auburn Tiger War Eagle Plainsmen. Now, neither of those games are particularly attractive. I know they're Power 5 and Group of 5, but they're not attractive. Come on, nobody, nobody really cares about that outside of those particular fan bases. But they are more attractive than SEC teams against FCS opponents. And all the time slots on the SEC, SEC Network have to get filled somehow, even when you have weeks like this. So I'm going to go with Kent State at Auburn in the 730 SEC Network slot. Um, that's not a great game for them, but Auburn's a big enough brand to warrant that spot with the options available to the SEC Network. Then that would put Colorado. I would probably see uh, Colorado State at Arkansas on at twelve thirty on the SEC Network, since that spot is typically reserved for more attractive games in the four o'clock SEC Network game. So that means one of the remaining five SEC games against FCS opponents will be on at four p.m. on SEC Network while the other four are likely broadcast regionally on the SEC Network alternate channel. And of those five games featuring SEC teams against FCS opponents, I'm going to say our game against Arkansas State will be viewed as the best of the remaining games and will get that 4 o'clock SEC Network slot. Now, well, actually, as I think about it, we're playing Arkansas State. Arkansas State is not an FCS team. They're actually a Sunbelt team. So they're a group of five team as well. Um, so there's a chance we could get that 12:30 slot on SEC Network, but uh, right now, since I'm predicting us to have that slot uh, in week two, I'm gonna go with us being on at four o'clock on the SEC Network because we just—I mean, really, there's not gonna be really many other opportunities for them to broadcast us at that time. So, complete guess there. Really not super confident in this pick at all with so many trash games. So I'm going to go with a three on the confidence meter on this one. This one is one of the games I'm least confident about predicting the game time. But let's move on to week four. And this is really where it starts to get interesting. And I know 
There are many Georgia fans out there desperate to know what time our game against Notre Dame will kick off, and I am just like a lot of you guys out there. I'm certainly one of those people very interested to know what time this game is going to kick off. Uh, so our game against Notre Dame is clearly, clearly, there's no question about it, 100% the most attractive matchup in the SEC in Week 4, and against the number one property uh, that the SEC has in that week. There's no question about it. Auburn at A&M and Tennessee at Florida are good games. Like They are. They're good games. I'm interested. I want to watch them. But they're not even like remotely close to the level of a Notre Dame at Georgia, which is a likely top 10 matchup. And, and just to clear up a misconception that I've heard many times throughout the offseason, this game will not be broadcast on NBC. That's not going to happen. I know everyone associates Notre Dame with NBC. But their partnership only allows NBC to broadcast Notre Dame home games. That is why our game against them in 2017 up in South Bend, which is one of the best experiences of my life, was on NBC. Uh, This game is in Athens. Therefore, it will not be on NBC. There's no chance that it's going to be on NBC. It's just not going to be. Rather, it is part of the SEC television package. This is how it works when SEC teams or teams in any other conference, for that matter, play non-conference games. The game will be included as part of the home team's television rights package. When we play Tech at Home in Athens, it is part of the SEC TV package. That's why there's always a chance it could be on at 3.30, although it's never going to be because Tech sucks. Uh, And when we're on the road in Atlanta, it's part of the ACC TV package. So I cannot tell you with 100% confidence when this game will be played. But I absolutely can tell you with 100% confidence that it will not be broadcast on NBC. I just want to clear that up because I keep hearing that throughout this offseason. Now, another thing I can tell you about this game with an exceedingly high level of confidence is that it will be broadcast by CBS. That's going to happen. Uh, CBS has the first pick, and there is essentially no way. I just cannot foresee any situation where CBS passes this game up, maybe barring ESPN pulling out the checkbook in a big way and paying an unprecedented sum. I mean, it would take an unprecedented sum to sub-license the game. So I'm about 99% certain it'll be on CBS, and I I only say that, not 100%, because I don't like to speak in, like, complete absolutes, but I would say it's pretty close to a done deal. It's going to be on CBS. That's not a question to me. It's really not. The question to me is, what time will CBS broadcast this game? Now, remember what I said earlier in the show. CBS gets two doubleheaders each year, one of which consists of the top two picks of the week that will be broadcast respectively at 3.30 p.m. and 8 p.m. in primetime, with the 8 p.m. game being the first pick and 3.30 being the second pick. So CBS gets one primetime game each year per their contract with the SEC. Now, that primetime game has been LSU and Alabama every year since 2011. That's eight years running now. It's kind of become a tradition of sorts in the SEC over the past uh, almost a decade now. But, like, you got to admit, I mean, all of us have watched this game for eight years now. It has become increasingly uncompetitive, like just not that interesting. There's always a big buildup to it, but the game just doesn't deliver. Alabama has won seven straight regular season matchups against LSU since the 9-6 win in Tuscaloosa by LSU in 2011. And then on top of that, Alabama has beaten LSU. They've won those seven games by an average of 14 points, including the 29-0 drubbing by Alabama in Death Valley last season, which that game was hyped up like crazy and then, again, did not deliver. So that hype is just built up, but it just hasn't delivered. So that is one factor in my prediction here. It is. The other factor is the power and the draw of the Notre Dame brand. 
I know it is very popular, especially in the South, to hate on Notre Dame. I get that. I do. But the fact is, regardless of how much people hate Notre Dame in the South, they have an insanely large national following. And all those people that hate them still tune in to watch them in hopes that they will get to see Notre Dame lose. They're just interesting. We love them or hate them. And given that Notre Dame is such an outsized brand and television draw, every single network wants to broadcast their games whenever they get the chance to. Something that is only intensified by the fact that every Notre Dame home game is indeed broadcast by NBC. What that means is the opportunity to broadcast Notre Dame is so rare that networks like CBS are desperate to put them on in a primetime spot whenever they can get their hands on them. It's just hard to get your hand on them. So due to the fact that the LSU-Bama game is growing less and less interesting with each passing year, combined with the unique opportunity that CBS has to broadcast a potential top 10 matchup with an SEC team and Notre Dame, I am predicting that CBS will choose to use their 330 primetime doubleheader in week four in 2019 as opposed to week 10 with LSU and Bama and this game will be broadcast at 8 p.m. on CBS and guys I actually I'm getting more and more confident that this is going to be a reality as as the offseason has gone on I at first I wasn't sure and now I, the more I think about it I feel like this is going to happen so I'm putting my confidence speeder on this one at an eight I'm pretty confident here now LSU and Bama on primetime Again, has become somewhat of a tradition. So it wouldn't be like, com- I wouldn't be completely shocked if they kept it that way. But again, I, I just think this is a rare opportunity that CBS will not pass up. And this will count as our first game on CBS since the first game versus Vandy will be sub-licensed. So right now I'm going Georgia, Notre Dame, under the lights, in Sanford Stadium, 8 p.m. on CBS. Maybe the biggest home game in Georgia history, maybe. I mean, it's certainly going to be up there. I have to think about that one, but it's certainly going to be up there. There's no doubt. I mean, it's never happened before. Probably will never happen again. Uh, and after Notre Dame, we have a bye week because we've got two bye weeks this year. So we have a bye week in week five, which is a good time. There's going to be a lot of buildup uh, to that game, a lot of hype there. And you come off, you don't want to come off that high, have to play the next week on the road at Tennessee. That, that could be a prime time letdown spot. So it's good to have a bye week there after the Notre Dame game before we head into uh, Knoxville for week six. Now, this is where the task gets much easier as the bye week starts to hit. And with this being one of those years where each team gets two bye weeks, the SEC slate each week all the way to week 14 is really scaled down. So this week is pretty easy to me. There are two obvious games that will be competing for the 330 CBS slot. You've got Auburn at Florida and you got us at Tennessee. Now, this choice, and I can see, I could see, you can make a reasonable argument that either game could be the 330 CBS pick. You could make an argument for either one. I, I wouldn't say you're crazy if you made an argument either way. To me, though, this choice will likely come down to how these four teams have fared through the first five weeks of the season. If you look at it, Auburn could very possibly have two losses by week six. They got to play Oregon in week one. I think, I mean, Auburn will probably win that game, but Oregon's going to be, uh, they're going to be a tough out. There's no doubt that they're going to give Auburn all they can handle. And then Auburn's going to play at Texas A&M in week four. So there's a chance Auburn have at least one, maybe even two losses by the time week six hits. Uh, now, Tennessee, like if you look at their schedule, there, I mean, I don't see any way they have more than one loss. I think one loss max by the time we get to week six. Florida likely won't have more than one loss. I just don't really see that happening. And, and I know there's a novelty factor with Auburn at Florida. And those, those two teams just don't play anymore when they used to play every single year. I think, I mean, they played every year from like World War II all the way to like the early 2000s. So that does give me some pause, like a, renewing an old rivalry especially if Auburn is somehow able to beat Oregon and win at A&M. Like if Auburn is undefeated going into this game, like if Auburn and Florida are undefeated coming into this game, like all bets are off. 
and that will probably be the 3-30 game. But I'm predicting right now that Auburn's going to slip up somewhere along the way. I think they're going to lose to either Oregon or AM and maybe even both. Um, but hopefully we are undefeated. I, I think there's a really good chance there. I think we're gonna, I, right now I'm predicting us to beat Notre Dame. I'm not going to say it's going to be a cakewalk, but I'm predicting us to beat Notre Dame at this point. And if we beat Notre Dame, the shine of winning that game will still be on us. Uh, and with it still being too early for Tennessee to take their annual nosedive, I think this is a game that could be in line for a 330 CBS slot. I mean, it's a rivalry game. You've got our offensive coordinator, Jim Chaney, has moved to Tennessee. There's a storyline there. And if you just look at recent history, the Georgia-Tennessee game has been broadcast at 3.30 on CBS in six of the last seven seasons, even through all of Tennessee's down years. I mean, it's still been an attractive game for CBS for whatever reason. Uh, CBS likes this game. And if we beat Notre Dame and walk into week six still undefeated, I think we are the most attractive of the four teams. And and we have to beat Notre Dame. I mean, I can't say for sure that's going to happen. I think we'll beat them. We should beat them. But you never know. It's going to be a tough game. Um, so, But if we are undefeated, I think that we're the most attractive of the four teams, and that would likely put us in line, especially with the rivalry factor here. And I don't think Tennessee's going to have more than one loss at this point in the season. I think that we can get that 330 CBS slot. Um, I could see a scenario, like I said, where CBS takes the old rivalry between Auburn and Florida. I could see that. But I'm going to go with us getting a 330 CBS slot. I mean, it's happened six of the last seven years. I think Tennessee will be a little better this year. Hopefully, we'll be undefeated. If we beat Notre Dame, that's going to give us a lot of national credibility there. And uh, I think we'll be a hot commodity at that point in the season. So I'm going to go with us 330 CBS with a confidence level of five on this one, which would be our second official appearance on CBS in the 2019 season. And that takes us to week seven here. Uh, I'll be honest. I have very little confidence in my pick for our week seven game time against South Carolina. I'm going to start, what I'm going to do for this one, I'm going to start by eliminating the time slots that I just don't think we're going to land in in week seven. I feel very confident saying that we won't be in contention for the 330 CBS spot when when the Gamecocks come calling to Athens. I just don't see that happening. I think Alabama at A&M and Florida at LSU are the two games in contention for that spot in week seven, depending on how uh, each team has fared to that point in the year. I, and honestly, I don't think our game is even the second most attractive matchup that week. I think that's probably Florida at LSU. I think Bama at AM is the most attractive, and Florida at LSU is the second most attractive that week. So I don't think we'll be the 7 p.m. ESPN game either. And this is where it's gotten much more difficult over the years. Before the SEC Network, if your game was the third most attractive game of the week in the SEC, more often than not, it would end up on ESPN2 at night. And maybe it will in this case as well. Maybe. There's a chance. But with so many options and so many moving parts of ESPN's contracts with other conferences, it's just tough to say that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to predict this game, this Week 7 game against South Carolina, will be broadcast on ESPN at noon. And I just heard all of your collective sighs. I know you hate that. Uh, but that's where I'm going with on this one. And, and, and I'm going to say the power of the Alabama brand and the intrigue of Saban versus Fisher will make that the CBS game of the week. That leaves Florida LSU at night on ESPN. If CBS doesn't pick up the like, if CBS doesn't pick up an LSU conference game, uh, an LSU conference home game, that is, chances are that game is going to be at night. So I feel pretty confident in those first two picks that week. I do think we have the third most attractive game of the week in the SEC in week seven. Uh, and again, in the past, that would mean a seven-ish start on ESPN two. But I'm not sure ESPN is going to want to put that game up against Florida and LSU, and they have increasingly been putting mid-tier SEC games on ESPN in that noon window, a window that used to be reserved for afterthought Big Ten games. I'm not overly confident in this one. Uh, I'm going to give it a two on the confidence meter, but that's my prediction, which, again, I know most of you hate, but we're probably going to have a noon game at some point this year, so I'm going to say it's going to be this one against South Carolina. Now, week eight, there isn't really an obvious choice for CBS this week, as there is just really no game that moves the needle all that much, really. I think the best option is 
probably Tennessee at Alabama. I, and I know that's not an overly appealing game because it's just been blowouts, wipeouts for years and years now. But like our rivalry with Tennessee, CBS has a habit of broadcasting that Alabama-Tennessee game, regardless of the gap between the two programs. Um, and really, what are the other options? A&M at Ole Miss? Nah, not that interesting. Florida at South Carolina? Like, maybe, but that's not more interesting than Alabama. Um, Kentucky at Georgia? Probably not. I mean, we're I think we're going to be good, but I don't think that's more interesting than ten, uh, the rivalry of Tennessee at Alabama. You got the Jeremy Pruitt, Nick Saban storyline there. Used to work with each other, obviously. Um, now, as for our game time, I think you guys are going to like my prediction on this one a little bit more than last week. Again, there's just not many SEC games to stand out this week, and when that's the case, the networks typically lean on the bigger brand that has a larger, more motivated fan base and has the potential to draw in the casual fan. If we are still undefeated at this point in the season, which I'm, I think is a real possibility, I think ESPN puts us on at night on one of their networks. And I'm going to predict it's going to be ESPN. Uh, my confidence level of this game will be on at night is about a 9. If you're really confident this, this game against Kentucky is going to be a night game in Athens. I just don't know whether it's going to be on ESPN, ESPN2, or SEC Network. I think it's going to be on one of the three at night. just don't know which one. Um, but I do feel confident saying that Dog Nation will get another night game to enjoy in Sanford Stadium in Week 8. Then going to Week 9, we have our second bye week of the year. Week 10, we are gonna we already know what time that's game, that game's going to be in Jacksonville. It's going to be a 3.30 kickoff in Jacksonville against the Florida Gators. Hopefully we can just, again, just humiliate Dan Mullen one more time. That would be a beautiful sight. So we know that one. Don't just spend time on that. Uh, then Week 11... Now, this is a week that for the past eight seasons, CBS has broadcast their primetime doubleheader with Bama versus LSU in the primetime slot. But as I outlined earlier in the show, I am predicting that CBS changes it up for at least this one year and chooses week four as their primetime doubleheader in order to capitalize on the rare opportunity to get Notre Dame on CBS in primetime in a top 10 matchup in an SEC stadium. There is no guarantee there. I'm not trying to guarantee anything. But I have heard things to, the, to that effect around town here in Athens among people who would know. So uh, I'm going to go with it. Uh, now, if that is the case, this then this game uh, in Week 11 with uh, LSU and Alabama will likely just be a regular week for CBS. They will still have their 3.30 noon doubleheader to use, but I think they're going to hold that for Week 12, which is when they usually run that doubleheader anyway. Because there's just very few interesting SEC matchups in Week 11. There's more of them in Week 12. So I think they're going to hold it until then. Uh, but this week, I think it's almost guaranteed, like it pretty much is guaranteed, that LSU at Bama will be the 3.30 CBS game. Again, assuming that CBS doesn't select this as their primetime doubleheader week. After that, though, I think our matchup against Missouri and Athens is probably the next most attractive option especially if we get out of Jacksonville with the wings. I mean, look at the other options that week. And we got obviously got LSU at Bama, got Western Kentucky at Arkansas, Vanderbilt at Florida, Tennessee at Kentucky, Mexico State at Ole Miss, App State at South Carolina, and then you got Missouri coming here to Athens. So, like, I know Missouri isn't, like, a premier opponent, but they should have another solid-ish year with Kelly Bryant at the helm. And the fact is, like, outside of Bama and LSU, like, really, our game, if, if we've held up our end of the deal, is the next, next most attractive from a TV executive perspective. So, I'm predicting that we will still be undefeated coming into this game. God, knock on wood again. Um, but I, I think that's a real possibility. And if that's the case, we're going to land our third home night game of the season on ESPN at 7-ish. 7, 7.15, 7.30, sometime around there. And I'm going to predict that with a confidence level of 7. For pretty confident that Missouri game at home is going to be a night game. 
Uh, then we move to week 12, and this one is a pretty easy one for me. Really, it is. I do believe this will be the week that CBS will de- designate as their 3.30 noon doubleheader. It's been uh, this week for the past, or that week for the past eight years or so, and there's really no reason for them to change this one like there was for the primetime doubleheader. And I think our game at Auburn, think of the matchups that week in Week 12, you got Georgia at Auburn, LSU at Ole Miss, Bama at Mississippi State, Florida at Mizzou, South Carolina at AM, Kentucky at Vanderbilt. If you look at those matchups, I think our game at Auburn is clearly the most interesting game of the week. Therefore, I have us playing at 3.30 on CBS on the Plains for our fourth official CBS appearance of the year. Remember, again, week one does not count because this is a game I am predicting CBS is going to sub-license from ESPN since their contract with the SEC does not kick off until week three. So, yeah, I think Auburn, uh, Georgia at Auburn is going to be a 3.30 CBS game in week 12, and I'm going with an eight on the confidence meter. And this one, I think I'm uh, pretty confident that one's going to be the CBS game. Uh, then that moves us to week 13 here, and uh, this is the pre-rivalry week a week where the trend has been the SEC teams challenge baby seals in an effort to rest up and effectively create another bye week for themselves. And we've done that too. We've been as guilty as anyone else. Um, and, and this week is still very much that in 2019 with five SEC teams playing FCS opponents before rivalry week. But I will say the SEC has also taken steps to improve that as there are at least three matchups between SEC teams in week 13. Uh, you got Texas, Texas A&M coming here to Athens. You got Arkansas at LSU and Tennessee at Mizzou. And, and this is another week where I think our game is like, no question, 100%, clearly the most attractive game of the week in the SEC as we will be taking on A&M for the very first time since they joined the conference. Um, the other matchups between SEC opponents, Arkansas and LSU, Tennessee, Missouri, like those don't inspire anybody like outside of their fan bases. I mean, I'll watch them, but like, you're not going to get pumped up for either of those, any of those games. So I think we're clearly the best option there. I think it's almost certain. Like to me, like this game is going to be at 3.30. Like book it. I'm, and I'm going with an, like a nine on the confidence meter on this one. Like this is the game, the week where I'm most confident in predicting our game time here on May 9th, 2019, saying that Texas A&M at Georgia is going to be broadcast at 3.30 on CBS in week 13. I, I'm about as confident as I can possibly get in that one. Uh, so let's go to week 14 here, the final week of the regular season. We wrap it all up here with rivalry week. And for this week, I do want to take you back to the beginning of the episode where I explained that only the games played in SEC stadiums are included in the SEC TV package. That means since we are playing at Tech this year, this game will be part of the ACC TV package. Uh, now, three out of the last four times this game has been played in Atlanta, it has been on at noon as part of the ACC TV package on ESPN or whatever, typically ESPN. I think it's been on ABC a time or two as well. So I'm going to go with that yet again. This is really a tough week to predict with all the inter-conference matchups between the ACC and SEC, all the rivalries there going on. But I absolutely expect Tech to be very bad this year with the transition to a spread offense after years and years of playing high school football. They just want the personnel to do what they want to do. It's going to be a rough year or two, maybe even three there on the flats for Georgia Tech. So I, I, I feel pretty confident saying that this game is also going to be a an, another noon game on the road, which I'm cool with, guys. Again, I don't like playing at night on the road. It, that's never an ideal situation. Uh, I know most people like to get out and tailgate. I get all that. But there's also some value playing early when you're on. There's a lot of value playing early when you're on the road because you don't have to face the, the crazy, fired up, liquored up, hostile opposing crowd. Although, 
it's hardly a hostile opposing crowd when we're playing at Tech because that stadium is at least 50% red and black. And uh, I think there are like 13 people in the Tech fan base total, something like that. So it's not going to be a hostile environment. But still, regardless, you just never want to play at night on the road. And plus, you can you can get out of there, get home, watch the, the, the big-time rivalry games on at night, chill out your home, big screen TV chill out and just have a good old time watching some college football. So I think there's some value in that game being on at noon. I'm cool with that. I actually hope it is at noon, uh, and I'm pretty confident. I'd say right now I'm going to predict that we're going to play Tech at noon on ABC or ESPN with a confidence level of 7. So that does it for me here today, guys, on the Glory UJ podcast. I gave it my best shot, man. I, I gave it my best shot. Again, I don't want to act like I know exactly what time these games will be broadcast because I really don't. This is all complete speculation. I, it's educated speculation, but it's still speculation. It's just so hard to predict when you don't know exactly what a team is going to look like here in May. I think we have an idea, but we don't know for sure. There's always and there's a lot of moving parts at other conferences as well. But there are at least a couple of games where I feel really confident. Uh, in predicting some game times here in May. Like I said, like the week 13 game when AM's coming calling, I feel extraordinarily confident saying that game's going to be on at 3.30. I feel really confident that we're going to be on at 8 o'clock on CBS in week four against Notre Dame. I also feel really confident we're going to be on at 3.30 when we take on Auburn on the road there. There's just not a ton of other great options in that week. So there's a couple of games I, I do feel confident in. There's just a couple where uh, it's just hard to predict, especially when you have all those weeks where there's a bunch of FCS uh, matchups and you just don't really know but uh i get my best shot and evely again i will be wrong i will miss some but hopefully i'll get a couple of these right and anyway regardless it's just fun to be able to talk about some football here on may the 9th as we're getting closer and closer to the 2019 college football season so it's just fun stuff to talk about i really appreciate you guys taking time to listen to us here today on the glory uga podcast and again if you enjoyed what you heard today here on the show and you want us to continue to be able to bring you this kind of content throughout the rest of the off season into the regular season and hopefully on out into the future we would sincerely appreciate you guys giving us a chance of subscribing to our premium content on podbean for only two dollars a month and uh, you get access to every single thing we put out there. Obviously, we have UGA football on our mind all year long, and that never goes away. We're always talking Georgia football throughout the entire year, 12 months a year. As far as we're concerned, there is no real football offseason. It's always at the forefront for us, but we don't stop there either. We also talk Georgia basketball, baseball. In fact, We've been running a weekend recap show all of spring season long where we've been recapping the weekends that Georgia baseball has had. We've been recapping Georgia men's and women's tennis teams and the seasons they've had, especially this this incredible Georgia women's team that's still only lost one match all season long. They're the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament and have a big round of 16 matchup at home against Michigan, a very good Michigan team this weekend. So if you get a chance, come on out to the Dan McGill Tennis Complex. Rain or shine, if it's raining, it'll be indoors, but it's still going to be a great time. It's your last chance to watch one of the best Georgia tennis teams, men or women's, that I've seen in the last decade or so. So come on out, support them. They deserve it. They need it. Um, so we've been covering that. We've also, we actually just produced a show taking a close, deep dive into the UJ basketball 2019 recruiting class, kind of exploring how this team could potentially transform the Georgia basketball program. So all of that is uh, with our premium content on Podbean. So if you're interested in that, you like what you hear when we're talking Georgia football, give us a shot. And uh, we would, again, sincerely, sincerely, sincerely appreciate that. So that does it for me here today on the show, guys. Kurt should be back hopefully next week. We're counting on that. And as always, go dogs.